Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm your host, Lee, and you're listening to the Pink Chair Podcast. So if you know me, you know that playlists are my entire life. I will spend hours curating the perfect playlist. I have playlists for every mood, different experiences, all of that. I simply can't breathe without good music, which is why I am so happy to announce our guest for this episode. Our guest on this episode is Chanel, founder of She Wasn't, an indie music platform, a music magazine for new artists. She has playlists, a lot. On this episode, we talked Summer Walker's new album, The Fall of Print, and not gatekeeping our favorite artists. I don't know how y'all do that. People hold on to song titles of really good songs like the Krabby Patty formula. It's not that deep, y'all. I had an amazing time talking to Chanel, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Okay, so my name is Chanel, a.k.a. She, by the way, on Instagram and Twitter. I am the owner and founder of a music magazine and publication by the title she Buzz In Magazine. Right now, I have published six digital interactive magazines so far. I've featured over like 300 plus in indie artists on the platform. Right now, we have two to four running playlists that kind of feature up and coming artists from anywhere from the Bronx to Atlanta to California. And essentially, the publication was started with the intent to highlight emerging artists, but but also highlight women in music as well. So that's really important to me. I always felt like women in them in the music space are kind of, you know, put on the back burner for whatever reason. They are. And I think it's just because it's just a male dominated it's a male dominated space. So I, I I launched this with the intent to highlight, you know, women as well as emerging artists in the space. I totally see you. Women are definitely marginalized within the music industry. Um, and there's a lot of misogyny just running rampant in it. So you're doing amazing work. What influenced you to create Buzzin? Um, what influenced me to create? I, I think honestly, I'm just a natural creator. It's like, I've always been really into arts and crafts, always into figuring out what looks good together. I think I have like a knack for interior design and maybe sometime down the line, I'll venture off into that. But mm-hmm. um, I kind of always grew up being super creative, loving like different color patterns and just matching up different concepts to create this, just creating art. Yeah. And with the magazine, um, I've been always been a fan of like, you know, Vibe magazine, um, the Source magazine, Complex magazine. And because we're in this space of where print is kind of like on the decline. And so I figured, hey, you know, why not bring it back with a new twist? Why not do it my own way, you know, and and keep and keep print alive because I think so many of us are used to just kind of doing everything online. 
but I remember those moments where the only way that you could see your favorite artist was in a magazine, you mm. know? So that nostalgia factor kind of brought me back to, you know, pasting things together and seeing what works, what doesn't work. And with within the, the six magazine issues that I've published so far, it's just been a creative expression, I would say. Mm. It's having fun with it. I have been seeing recently a lot of articles and discussions about how print is dead. And I feel like in my case, it's making me more interested in prints. I don't know how that's working. I just recently bought Essence. Yeah. It's making me want to purchase it because I'm just like, what is that about this? Like, what's, why, why is everybody talking about this right now? I think from a, like, from a business standpoint, I guess it's like the cost to print is, can be costly. You know what I mean? So maybe they're saying, like, people don't necessarily read because they can, you know, go on Google or go on, just, you know, go on their phones and access whatever information they want. But I think the essence of print is like, it's just bomb. It's just bomb. It's, it's not something that we're going to ever really get away with, even when the audience that is attracted to print dwindles down. Like I personally like, I still like hardcover books, you know what I mean? Granted, I could have the e-version, the e-book version of it. I would still prefer like a hard copy, something you can touch, you can oh. feel, something you can, you know, connect with. Nothing beats that new book smell. <laughs> Nothing beats that. Right? It's like you're paying for an experience when you get a book or a magazine because it's like it's tangible. You can feel it, the glossiness of the pages. You can't beat that. I remember when I was in like, when I was a preteen, if I wanted to see an artist, yes, I had the internet, but and I remember getting like Pop Sugar and Tiger Bee and Teen Vogue. Those were my zines. I used to get those every time I would go to like the local pharmacy. And now when I'm walking by, I see that there's less and less of them. And I'm just like, where are the kids getting their celebrity tea now? Where are they finding out what's going on on Disney Channel? And it's because they have Disney Plus. They have their iPads. Mm -hmm. They don't need to peruse through a magazine anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, and it's, and it's funny because it's like, where... They, they kind of moved all that all the all the publications onto their apps and they put it on like the apple store wherever you can get like your magazines and stuff and so unless you're deliberately looking for it you won't just kind of have it it's like it they made it so exclusive now which is interesting rather when it used to be kind of like the norm where you would you know walk down to your local store and you would find you know a, a stack full of magazines, newspapers, etc. Whereas now it's kind of like it's not the same or it's they 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 opt for you to subscribe to the online version. For sure there's definitely like teen teen news apps. They even have the shade room for teens, which I'm just like they don't need to be exposed to this right now. The shade room is not good. I did not know they had a sh I did not know they had a team version for the shade room. They do, they do. I'm like this wow. farm. 
this is harmful. This is like Tiger B on drugs, like, because they really don't care on there. Exactly. Whatever. And, and that's the point, and, and, and that's what kind of scares me about the way that journalism today is moving. Everything is about, you know, the gossip, the tea, um, you know, what what's the latest information about someone's relationship, about someone's, you know, fashion um, decisions. It, it's, it's less about what they're doing or who they are as a person and much more on like the superficial stuff. And, you know, tabloid journalism has been hot for God knows how long. Yeah. I just feel like it's never really connected for me. It's just like, well, well, what is this? Is there is there any substance to this person? Like, do they do, are they interested in anything like outside of the fancy clothes that they can buy and the rich people that they're associated with? Like, what else is there? Like, do they are they funny? Like, you know, do they do they love their family? Like things like that. <laughs> like. Who are these people? Right. Rather than like, rather than just showing me, you know, the latest makeup routine and the latest designer bag, you know, and who they got it from and how much it costs. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm always, yeah, it's, it's very strange because it's like people, people almost don't care in a way where, well, or at least that's the narrative that, that, that they're pushing. Like, hey, you know, make sure that you're telling people where you got your earrings from and where you got your shoes from rather than, you know, endorsing certain characteristics about who you are, what you what makes you a good person and how to look out for one another and, you know, just promoting yeah. love and, and unity rather than just saying, hey, well, if you can't afford this particular bag or afford to be in certain spaces, then you're a nobody. And I feel like, you know, from a from a moral standpoint, it's it's kind of shifting and influencing the younger generation who's watching and consuming, heavily consuming all of these images from from the apps, from the television to, you know, every other source of media. I feel like there's just it, there's a need for more substance. And I feel like I can bring that to the table. And I'm sure there's plenty of other brands who are in the space with that same mentality. Like, you know, forget all the, the BS. Let's let's really get to the substance. Let's bring it back to, let's bring back what matters. For sure. I did check out your website and I saw some of the interviews with the different artists that you were featuring. And I was like, this is really cool. Like, for the most part, we don't really get this. It's more so like, here's why I wrote this specific lyric or this is what my house looks like or these are the top things I need to have in my purse at all times when it comes to like who they are as a person. You don't really see that. And when you do think that you see on social media, like people don't know that all that is like doctored. Like there's certain things that they can't post, certain things that they can't say. But when it comes to this, like up and coming artists, it's a little bit more raw and real because they don't have that team of people telling them like hey don't mention that you have this stance on this topic right and I, and I love that about them because they're not afraid to just be their absolute selves they're not worried about trying to you know fit the mold of whatever cookie cutter uh, music industry or music 
uh, relationship that they think they need to form. It's more so about the art and the reasons why they personally delivered it to us. Because essentially, you know, all all music, all all of their artistry, it comes from somewhere. And you know, being able to tap in with them, independent artists, you know, and have them share their story in a very authentic way is going to, you know, influence people to say, you know, hey, if I have an opinion on something or if I have a stance on something, I can I can share that without feeling like I'm gonna be, you know, crucified and and minimized for having this stance and having this position. It, it kind of it, it allows people to just absolutely be themselves rather than trying to, you know, show face. And in a world right now where people are pushing authenticity but not doing it at the same time, it's really refreshing to see and to be around that energy of just like, I'm just out here being myself. I'm being unapologetic about it. This is what I made like it if you want, if you don't, that's fine. I'm not gonna switch who I am to conform to whatever you wanna see right now. Like if that's a rarity right now. Exactly. Uh, I feel like it's, it's slowly coming back. The interviews reminded me of like early 2000s, like uh, MTV or VH1 interview questions. I miss those as well. We don't do that anymore either. What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like everything that we used to really love and dive into is no more. I'm mm-hmm. talking about like, you know, like the MTVs, like the 106 Park, like all the good stuff is kind of like non-existent. So we're in this space of just, we are just fed with whatever, with with the drama, with the beef, and not so much more of like, yo, I made this dope project. Like, here's why, you know, I like this instrument. Here's why. I'm telling this story because of, you know, me growing up on wherever I'm from because it's important to me because X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's that disconnect, and I feel like we're slowly bringing it back. Um, and artists who are very authentic to themselves and just slowly building their their audience and fan bases, they're, they're telling their stories in a very authentic way. And I, I'm just I'm just very happy to be a witness to it because I yeah there is there's a point where you find an artist, right? And then they're they blow up. Sometimes you miss the point where they were, you know, hanging around the block or they were doing local shows or they were, mm-hmm. you know, meeting up with local fans rather than just going on tour and, you know, not having that connection to them. Yeah. Because they've, they've been doing it for so long because they, you know what I mean? They put in the, the footwork. Mm-hmm. They've been hitting the pavement in the street. Exactly. And so I think it's exactly. And I think being able to just kind of like capture snippets of their, of the footwork of them hitting the pavement now, like in action is, is kind of like the beauty. Cause like, I, I've seen so many artists in the past few years where no one knew about them. And now I'm, you know, a couple of years later, I see them and they're, you know, they're doing big collabs with, you know, high prominent producers and other artists and just being able to see their growth and being able to capture some of their growth is, is really just, it's really nice to see. 
I definitely have had that experience with so many artists. One being Summer Walker. I remember Apple Music had like a a playlist similar to the playlist that you create, like up and coming artist playlist, and she had like one single song. It was the summer of 2018, and I was just like, oh my god, like I really fuck with this song. I'm gonna put it on my playlist. Keep it here boom now she just came out with her second album blowing up number one on the charts i'm like okay maybe i was onto something with this artist um who else you sure was (laughs) who else was i like watching and on top of and then they blew up kehlani i remember being in high school and this is when soundcloud was like popping popping everybody was was on there well up and coming artists for the most part but that's where i got like all my new mixes um i don't even think apple music was a thing back then this was like 2015 2014 and she dropped this ep on soundcloud and i was just like oh my god i love this artist i'm gonna follow her as well see what she's doing and now another r&b artist that blew up and that experience of like seeing them start from the bottom and then they're at their, I don't want to say their peak fame because I feel like they're still growing in their careers and they want to do more. It's very rewarding to be like one of the first fans. I would never gatekeep though. I would never gatekeep right. be like, nobody listened to such and such. Like, I remember I listened to Frank Ocean when his first EP dropped and then Think About You came on and then everybody was like, oh my God, Frank Ocean. And I was in middle school then and I was like, I'm not going to tell them. <laughs> I'm going to give it to myself that I've been listening to him. I've been a fan. But that's always been. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I was in middle school just, like, thinking about you. You didn't hear the album that came out last year? Like, this is what y'all are on? That's a little so bit more funny because I, I feel the way with all of those artists. Really? Yes. I remember when I first discovered, first, just to bring it back to Summer Walker, I remember when I first, like, heard her like one of her songs um, back on SoundCloud, this was way before her album released, way before the Clear EP and any other EP that she dropped. It, it was so old to the point where if you go to SoundCloud, it, I'm pretty sure she took it down because I even tried to look right now and it's just not there. But I remember listening to this song and be like, yo, this girl is so dope. And like following her on Instagram and then watching her slowly, you know, get that momentum in her, in her music career where she's like dropping projects and stuff. And it's just like, wow. I remember being one of the, like visiting, seeing her open for Black a couple of years ago. I think it was like either 2018, 2019. Yeah. Just being super hyped, but but not, but, but being one of the only people who knew who she was because she mm-hmm. was still, you know, on, on the come up, on the rise. She was. Um, and then Kalani, I remember Kalani being on Vine all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. <laughs> and I, she would just, just, she used to just be singing all the time. Mm-hmm. I remember those days. I definitely remember those days. Um. Speaking of, and then Frank, oh my gosh, Frank just was like, he has my heart, like. For sure, for sure. Don't even understand. Um, I feel like a, a positive of being one of the first fans is like, you get to really pay attention to how their music is changing, especially based off of like, 
what's going on in their life, I definitely can hear London on the Tracks influence and over it. And I was just like, oh, this sounds a little different. I definitely feel like the first EP that she came out with, I think it was called Last Days of Summer. Mm -hmm. um, I might be wrong. I know it was purple and she had a dress on. I thought she was going for more like of an alternative R&B type vibe in that because it was like a lot of acoustic guitar, like a little bit of spoken word in there. And then when Over It came out, it was more like mainstream R&B. And I was like, hmm, we did a little, yeah. we did a little switcheroo here. And then I was like, oh, this is the influence of the person that is producing it, that is also her partner. Mm -hmm. That's like, and I was like, oh, okay, that's different. And then now it's still over it. I can sort of hear like her again. Like I didn't feel like in that first album, loved it, loved, yes. loved over it. I played Potential like 300 times, but- Oh, me, me too, girl. <laughs> potential, potential had me in my bag, but I feel like I didn't hear her. Like she was there, but it was definitely influenced by the person. Now that he is not in the picture anymore, well, as much because he still does have those um, writing credits, which I feel like is crazy. Like once we break up, I'm sorry, you didn't help me on this album. I don't even know you. Like, <laughs> I don't care what <laughs> I don't care what happened, but I'm seeing that he has writing credits and I'm like, okay, interesting. And I'm noticing that she's like coming back into herself and that has been really rewarding to see like wow like i'm watching you change and getting to a relationship and i i hear your change in your music and i feel like a lot of people yes like don't pay attention to that aspect those people that weren't fans since the beginning yeah because i think i think there was i think there's like groups of fans who kind of join the join the audience of any artist right so when we're talking about summer walker people like us who recognize her talent from way way back when and listen to projects like last days of summer and even the clear ep you can hear the authenticity in her in her music because at at her at her core she is a she is a girl she's a woman who loves to just sing with her guitar however that may play out you know what i mean and in those initial two projects you can hear like more of the story more of the lyrics more of just like the the authentic instruments in her music and then with her debut album you know because you know the, the music industry puts a lot of pressure for the album okay so like hearing that change i i, I don't want to say i expected it but i'm i'm not surprised that there were like a lot of heavy um commercial like uh, you know tunes on it there were like a lot of commercial um features as well on it because they're trying to they're trying to like make it this big elaborate thing and it kind of takes away from the original essence of who she is or what we know what we've known her to be you know what i mean and i completely agree with you like listening to still over it compared to over it you can hear like she's kind of going back to that authentic summer where she she's just a girl singing with her guitar and it's and it's almost in a way like she's evolved so much in just the way that she's delivering her music and 
I don't know. It's like, well, I do know. It's like, it's really interesting to see. It's also a joy to see because it's someone, it's watching someone who has been through certain phases in their lives, certain situations, you know, because there's a lot we don't know. Um, aside from her public relationship um, and just, you know, certain experiences that she shared and and didn't vocalize before, we're getting some of that now in the music, you know? So it's, it's almost like a peek into the diary of that artist. And with Summer, I love that she remains very true to herself and remains very true to just talking her shit at all times, regardless of what's happening, because at the end of the day, She's a woman who's going to speak her truth in her music. For sure. She's also my birthday twin, so another reason why I'm a big fan. Okay, birthday twin. <laughs> yeah, she's an Aries, too. Um, but for sure, it was the last... You know what's funny? I could have... It's so funny, because I could have sworn she was either a Pisces or a Libra, and I'll tell you why. Because she has a tattoo of... I want to say to like either on her left arm, right arm. Yes. Of the Pisces fish and the Libra scale. So I was just like, okay, she's a Libra. Okay, maybe she's not a Libra. Maybe she's a Pisces. <laughs> so to find out that she was an Aries, I was like, hmm, I, I was, I was off. I was off. I that's so crazy because I am an Aries sun, a Libra moon, Pisces rising, and like that's all over her body. Um, I know that she is like Aquarius. I know she's an Aquarius moon. So that might have to do with her okay. stance on these hot topic issues that have been having her under fire recently. Oh yeah, for sure. The Aquarius that I know in my life are very like, yeah, I said what I said and that's that. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. I said what I said and... You can fight if you want, but I I still said what I said. What is your sign, by the way? I feel like I asked you. Yes, I am a Libra sun, a Capricorn moon, and a Virgo rising. Oh my God! So, so I'm, I'm I'm real earthy. Getting to work though and making everything aesthetically pleasing, I completely understand. <laughs> what? What? It's like low-key, I, I, I'm a little bit of a workaholic, a little bit of perfectionist, so I gotta be, I gotta keep myself in check, like, all right, everything can be perfect, but we gonna work, to the, we gonna work. <laughs> I don't have any earth. Yeah, real close. I don't have any earth in my chart, which um, works to my advantage in some ways, but in other ways, it's just like, you need to get organized, like, with the podcast right now that it took me so long to get you on here I'm like here I go with me not having no earth placements just vibes like all air and fire a sprinkle of water here and there no maybe yeah. but that's that's how you get the that means you have lots of drive you have lots of passion you know you can talk to just about anybody with ease you just exactly. you just need a little help you know put in put in the practical plan in place so yes, you can yes. continue to do what you're doing. That's all. For sure, for sure. Ble blessing and a curse, like I say, blessing and a curse. It definitely helped me with creativity and um, getting things started and off the ground and being charming, as all Libra placements are very charming people. Very. <laughs> um, very. I can't even deny it. <laughs> like, I know when I have met a Libra, as soon as you said, 
that you have a knack for making like aesthetically pleasing things I was just like okay I know who I'm talking to exactly that's <laughs> that's the Libra yes 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 like, it's like the beauty like beautiful things I like nice things I, I completely understand I have a Libra moon so I completely understand that I do like my place to be calm beautiful and mm-hmm. of me <laughs> um, at all times yes at all times so as we wrap up what is one piece of advice that you would give yourself before you started she buzzing mm, one piece of advice It's going to be a little too, I'm going to make it two part. I would say take your time and be okay with making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have, I've had to learn that I can get really like super disappointed in myself when mistakes happen because it's like I take so much time and effort to not have like mistakes happen so to experience a mistake or experience any type of like failure would be almost detrimental to me (laughs) and so I really had to learn like you know hey this particular experience is happening for a reason you know it's showing you that you need to be less controlling yes and, and be absolutely okay with learning from the mistake that was made so you can be better for the next time. So having that balance, but also, you know, taking your time because you can set your goal, but you, you can't have this mindset of, oh yeah, it's gonna happen tomorrow. Knowing damn well it takes, you know, so many steps for you to actually get up to that goal. So pacing is very important. But also accepting that, yeah, some shit might happen, sure, and that's okay. You're better for it, and you know better for next time. For sure. Giving yourself grace is very important, I feel like, especially when you are in the beginning stages, because everything can already seem so daunting, just getting something off the ground. Yes. Yes, grace. that's, That's the biggest That's been, like, my 2021 mantra, like, give yourself grace and give others grace. Mm -hmm. Because no one's perfect, but I know what a Virgo rising, it's, like, like, nothing's perfect, but I can try to be, like, I'm going to try. Yeah, get as close to perfect as I can get. I'm a Pisces rising, so I'm very much so, like, we'll see, like, we'll figure it out. It's beautiful to me. And I need... (laughs) Yes, and, and I love that, and I love Pisces energy, because it's like, that's that's the sister sign to Virgo, I believe, uh, yes, yes, and yes. that's the balance that you need, you know what I mean? Like, okay, we're going to go with the fall, we're going to figure it out, don't worry, and the Virgo was very much like, all right, but we, we need to find something out. <laughs> Can we find something out? Maybe not all of it, but something. So yes, it's like yes, yes. Having, having Pisces women, especially for me having Pisces women around is, is always the, 
the, the other tip of the scale. Like, okay, girl, we got it. It's, we we work in. Let's we don't need to work ourselves into the wall. Mm-hmm. Let's let's daydream ourselves into some wealth because Pisces are known for their daydreaming. I do it, but you could really. I feel okay, like but and and my relationships with Virgos, like I feel like Pisces are daydreaming into manifestation and virgos are like work into manifestation like pisces will be thinking about it hard and i don't want to say not put in as much work but won't like put as much pressure on themselves as Mm. some a virgo placement will like a virgo placement will berate themselves (laughs) hard if things don't go right compared to a pisces placement that I feel like it may take them a little bit longer. They might go through a billion emotions before they get there, but they will get there eventually, swimming along. Exactly. They will get there. I always, I always say, like, I make my thoughts, I turn my thoughts into things. And mm-hmm. Great having... Try. Okay, having Pisces, having Pisces energy around is like, okay, cool. I allow myself to daydream big grand you know and then being having my Virgo placement it's kind of like okay so how do I make this for real how do I turn my dreams into the reality how can I really like full-on manifest it into something that I can see beyond something that I'm just thinking about and and that's where I've kind of learned like okay we gonna we gonna we gonna manifest but we gonna take our time because yeah you know the, the big, <laughs> turning the big dream into an overnight situation is not realistic. It's not. You, you, know? need, you need those smart goals, something that I learned in college, and I didn't think that was necessary or I was ever going to use it. But having smart goals, it makes me cringe to say, but those are very important. No, seriously, it is. I think that's the one thing that I'm... I think everyone should implement into their lives and you can apply it to anything, whether it be like a creative project, whether it be something personal for yourself, like, you know, health goals or, you know, something you want to achieve in the next 90 days. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you know, your habits will speak to what you want as far as your goals are concerned. Last question for you is what has been your proudest moment of she buzzing so far? My proudest moment. Hmm. This is a really good question. My proudest moment. I'm gonna say starting. Starting she buzzing was my proudest moment. Um, I say that because it was literally just one of those things where I was just like, well, maybe this is something I can do. Um, maybe this is something that I can, you know, put together. And I want to say five years later, you know, six issues going on seven. It's like, wow, I, I actually really did the thing that I was just talking about. So starting for me was a big deal and and still going at this point it's like wow well right 
okay, well, I'm going to keep doing it because I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I'm very, I'm very proud that I was able to stick to it because I think sometimes for me, I can be a little all over the place. I have a lot of things that I want to do. So applying some focus and actually bringing it to life and sustaining it to the level where I've sustained it so far has been a joy for me. I love that. Not enough people do things that they enjoy and things that make them happy. So to hear that you are is very, especially as a Black woman. Yes. Yes. Love to see it. Love to hear it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to everything that you're getting ready to do, all the episodes that you're getting ready to, you know, put out there for the people because we need platforms like yours. Yes, yes, yes. I think my podcast is like your magazine because <laughs> it does, it does fill me up. It does make me happy. And a lot of the other people that I've had on are also in the beginning stage, stages of their creative careers or their small business. Um, the same way that you interview up and coming artists and to be around that that hustle energy and that I'm going to be great energy and I don't care about anything hiring. Talented folks who are just like, listen, this is the thing that I love to do. I'm sharing it with the world. Who don't like it? <laughs> right. You can go the other way. And that's that. Yes, yes. Well, thank you again for coming on. I'm that is all for this episode you guys i really hope you enjoyed um as much as i did speaking to chanel it is a full moon week if you didn't know tomorrow is a full moon friday the 19th and i noticed i don't really share what i do during full moons for the most part i clean like i'll clean my room or i'll take a spiritual bath but you can do a bunch of things you could meditate you could do yoga you could journal. Whatever you decide to do during the full moon, I hope you do it with intention and I hope you feel a release afterwards. That's what the full moon is for. Wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, I hope that you are feeling grounded underneath this full moon grounded in general and you guys enjoy the rest of your week